that's our intro. Guys! <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Entertain the geeky. Right. I love it. I was, trying to, I was trying to count in. You did, and then when you got to zero, nothing happened. You were like, is it time to talk? And No, that was my bad. I was unprofessional there. I'm sorry. I should have communicated better. This is, this is the shit that drives my wife crazy. Because I'm like, we're on the same page, right? Lack of communication. <laughs> wow. So what's up? Well, oh, so it's been a wild month for, uh, for fans and our heartstrings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we lost uh, Batman and we lost a Green Ranger. Yep. Uh, Kevin Conroy and Jason David Frank. So, you know, we'll observe a moment of silence for them because their work a lot to a lot of us Absolutely. and uh you know in in some ways changed life for a lot of us so yeah. you know we'll give them their moment all right so this week we yeah. we we touched on something interesting <laughs> and we uh, did it, it was accidental. Apparently. It was yeah. accidental. <laughs> well, no. So it's so funny because yeah, Tara, my, my wife had said, uh, "Hey, you guys should do more stuff like that." And I think it's because it's an interesting conversation and it's a deep one. Sure. Um, and the thing that we were talking about is in our top five comics episode, we started yeah. to touch on uh, real life morality and how we can draw that from these make believes. Absolutely. And how. For us, that's something that we think is really important. Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely believe that who I am today is because of my exposure to the comic industry. Well, it it's so funny because I was uh I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and he was he was like, you know, I could never really get into comics. He's like, you go, you buy a comic book. He's like, and you feel like you're only getting a portion of a story. I was like, well, you are. Yeah, that's how and it works. I'm like, it's <laughs> weekly weekly supplementation. Um, right. I'm like, so. If, if you need to know an arc to get into it. So I explained a couple to him. Sure. And he's like, that's, that's the stories. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's the, it's these like big, big, big moral pushes and like social things that are happening in these. There's a lot going on and it's, it's incredible character progression in most circumstances. Yeah. And regression. Cause that happens too. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, do you, do you have, like, a story or something that has, like, heavily impacted you as far as how you conduct yourself? Uh, I think it's a more uh, collective of things, right? I mean, I think it just comes down to uh, one of the things that I always have said about comics, right, is the world, look, the world sucks, right? It's not a great world that we live in. Uh, you have to take the good where you can get it. But one of the things that always stood out to me is com- when reading comics is, well, there are clearly people that think differently, right? That look at how shitty things are and think, no, there's hope there. And so that's what comes through in the stories, right? Is these moments that are devastating. And in the comic world, it can be something as small as an attack on your home or as large as an attack on the universe. But these terrible things happen and it's about finding the hope that exists within that terrible thing. And in the, in the comic world, it's represented by heroics. It's represented by people that are noble and self-sacrificing and will give up everything to make their point or to, to protect the people that they decide to protect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I don't think there's any one story I could point to to say, well, this is the story that shaped me. But when I got into comics, the big one I got into, well, there was two. There was Batman and there was X-Men. Mm-hmm. And Batman, I think, early on, at least when I was reading it when I was young in the 80s uh, and the 90s, um, it was a little more, I don't want to say campy, because the 80s and 90s is kind of when Batman turned a page and became a more serious character. Right. But when you look at those stories in comparison to the stories we have now, they do feel a little campy. Just like when you were looking at the 80s stories compared to the 60s and 70s stories, they looked a little campy. No, we, we definitely got more complex with the storytelling. Yes. But I think X-Men has always been quite a complex story. Mm-hmm. And it is an allegory for racism. Mm-hmm. It is an allegory for segregation. It, it, it has always shown us that 
the knee-jerk reaction to seeing something that you don't understand is to hate it or to fear it. Mm-hmm. And the X-Men stand against that. So that was always something right away in my life when I started reading that that stood out to me that really kind of changed my perspective on the world. But just because something is different doesn't mean it should be hated or feared. We embrace differences. I mean, I think, and I think in our circle, right, we have, we have definitely seen that, right? Right. It's, there's a lot of weird people that we associate with. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but we, we, we let them in or we, we allowed ourselves to go in, right? right. Uh, and so I, I think really that kind of taught me going forward, it doesn't matter who you are, right? Whatever sexual preference you have, whatever race you have, anything. Religion, all that shit. That separates yeah. you from me is not something to fear. It's something to try to understand, because I really do believe, and this is modern day right now, today, Jason, that acceptance is the only real way we're ever going to have peace in our world. We can all just accept each other for who we are. It's the only, ever, it's the only way we're ever going to achieve any kind of utopian vision for the future. Right, when it, it, it doesn't even have to be utopian. <laughs> well, no, like I'm you said, it could, it I would could, love it if it was it utopian. It could simply be... Peaceful. Yeah. And that's real fucking nice. But acceptance, right? right. Just, yeah. just no, that's And that's great. what X-Men taught me early on was acceptance. And Batman early on, Batman is a very psychological story. It doesn't seem that way for an outsider looking in. Right. But when you look at everything that goes on in that story, I've, I've heard many beautiful theories about how Batman is just a mental patient <laughs> living his life in Arkham. And the adventures we watch in these comics are his psyche processing his different emotions. Interesting. So you have villains who represent these different emotions. Right. This Joker is, this represents greed. chaos. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? Two-Face represents greed. All of these different things. But even if, you, even if you don't want to accept that idea, right? If that theory seems a little too weird to you, you cannot deny the fact that from a psychological standpoint... Batman is one of the most complex stories. And I'm not just talking about the character. I'm talking about everything around the character. Right. His villains are tragic. Two-Face is a tragic villain. A man who tried to be a hero in his own way. Right. And was slapped down for that. Mr. Freeze is tragic. He was trying to save his wife from a, from a terrible accident. In fact, one of the things that always stood out to me, it was in one of the Arkham games. I think it was in Arkham Knight was when we finally unfroze Nora and we got her perspective on this entire story, it was a beautiful thing, right? Because one of the things that Victor says to her is, I don't want you to die. And her response is, then let me live. Right? Right. Because this half-life she's been living, frozen in an icebox for 20 years, it's not life. And are we ever going to fix the disease that she has? I don't know. Right, but we've tried for 20 years and she's still frozen in that icebox. You got to give her the chance to at least live, finish things out a little bit for herself, have agency in her own life. Right, right, right. Um, But so that's that's another thing that's always been complex. One of the things that that I think Batman does by confronting these villains is confront his own issues, his own demons. Oh, for sure, his own psychological demons. Like, yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. And then, and then when you have a character like a Joker that's telling him we're literally the same thing. Yeah. How do how do you like yeah. him dealing with that and processing that? And right. it's like in other universes, they literally are the same thing. Right. Joker is fucking Batman. Yeah. yeah. That, that is a, that's a really interesting way to put that. I had never looked at Batman that way. Yeah. So I, I think the, the two things that really comics gave to me right away mm-hmm. was Acceptance of people, no matter who they are, right. right? Everybody should should deserve to be accepted for the choices that they make. Yeah, they're people. Now, some of those choices are horrifying. Should we accept that Jeffrey Dahmer gets to make his choices? No. Right? Right. right. So, so there's a line. There, there is. When your choices are hurting others, there's a difference. Like, okay, one of the things that I don't like that people say all the time yeah. is, like, don't judge people. And I'm like, well, <laughs> time out. You get to judge people. There's a sure. there, there's a there's a baseline here, okay? And like as a society, as as a people, we've said, hey, it's not really nice to walk up and hit somebody. It's sure. not nice to scream at somebody. You surely don't kill somebody. You don't steal from people. These right. are these are things that are 
very basic to us. Like, well, and they're basic across every medium, right? right. I, am, I am an atheist, personally. Right. But those are basic tenets of my life, just like they're the basic tenets of the religious guy's life. Exactly. Don't steal. Don't murder. You know? Exactly. Don't hurt people. Exactly. So <laughs> like These are universal constructs, you know? And, and it's like, okay, yes, outside of these, like, universal things, it's not, it's not your everyone. fucking business what somebody else does. And, like, that's, that's, like, my approach with it. I'm like, I don't fucking care. You're not doing anything to me. Yeah, you know, harming go, me or yourself or others. Go do what the do fuck what you do. Yeah. yeah. So that so that's one right acceptance right mm-hmm, of people mm-hmm. for who they are, and the other is psychological issues need to be confronted. We all have psychological issues, and you don't deal with them by ignoring them. You deal with them by confronting them. Now, in Batman's case, he's forced to confront his issues because a lot of his psychological demons are present in the people he fights. Right. Which is why I think the dynamic between them has made them some of the most enduring characters well, maybe, throughout all of DC's history. Maybe that's one of the things that lends to how introspective Batman is as a character. Sure. Because it, if he's recognizing, oh, I don't like this in this person, he's like, oh, shit. Right. Like, you have to, if, you, if, you're gonna, if you're going to cast a stone, you have to ask yourself, should I be casting that stone at myself? Right, and that's where I was going with the judgment thing. Like, the yeah. thing that lets us judge people is that, well... We don't do it. Right. Like if you don't do it, you can judge somebody for it, and that's sure. that's fair to an extent. Yeah, like there, there's kind of just limits on everything. Sure, and I think that's a. That's so those a were the first concepts mm-hmm. that I think really hit me in my life. But what about you? So, it's uh, it's panels. It's certain panels that really get me. Um, seeing uh, seeing like a Captain America with a Molnir. Sure. Seeing uh, the the classic image from Civil War of Captain America and Iron Man going at it squared off, yeah. It it's like that's really really powerful. Uh, again, I know you don't like it, but the panel where Doc Ock <laughs> says to Spidey in his own in his own head, "Hey man, you're you are the superior Spider Man." I was like, man, you you gave everything up. That was a heroic act. Sure, and like sacrificing like that, knowing that you have everything, everything you ever wanted, you have it right now. Absolutely. But you're going to give that up just to make things better. Like that's huge. And like that panel is very impactful for me. And like, I, I get teary eyed when I see that. I remember reading that and being like, Oh my God, his character is like realized now. Sure. And that was cool for me. And there's, it's individual panels that really get me because the, the cool thing about the medium is the imagery that comes along with it. A Absolutely. picture's worth a thousand words, and that's that's why comic books aren't novels, you right. know? Yeah, yeah. Because, well, we get a thousand words on every page. Right. A few thousand, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely incredible that somehow these artists can take this, this concept and they dive into <coughs> emotion and all that stuff that's, that's surrounding this instant. Yeah. And then they place it there. And everything there is so deliberate. And, like, that's the stuff that really gets me. The, the imagery and the story that I am able to draw from that is almost as impactful as the uh, the words that are on the panel. Absolutely. And, like, that's the stuff that really gets to me. Um, there's a Captain America quote, too. It's it basically if you're, if you're standing on the side of the, you know, river of truth and the whole world's telling you move, you say, no, you move. That actually wasn't Captain America. No, the person who said that was Peggy Carter. You're right. Oh my Captain god, America, Captain America regurgitated it during a speech you're, he was doing, but it was actually right. Peggy who said those words. You're right. They used that in the Civil War movie. You're right. Yeah, but I love that's that. right from the comic. I love love that line. Yeah, and I I'm like that's like it's your job to plant your feet and say no. Right, and like you that's move. that's hard and scary. Yeah, like that that is calling you as a reader to recognize your character. Well, I I think there's things too that come out of that that teach us when you see something happening... You have to do something. Is Yeah, that is unjust or someone being treated unfairly. It's your job to stand up. When I... That's... It's so easy to go with the flow, right? To do... It's too easy. That's the problem. That's why no one stands up. Exactly. To not do... Yeah. ...is the easiest action to take because there's no action at all. And, well, and, and, uh, and, uh, and everyone worries about reprisal and sure, sure. I don't know this situation. 
But look, there's, you know, Kickass is a, is a great example of this, right? Is Dave saying, no, I don't care what the circumstances are. You are five guys beating up one guy, and that is not okay. That's not fair. I don't give a shit what he did. You are five guys beating up one guy. Right. That's not just, right? Right. So I think that there's there's... That's something that in my life I have taken from it. And I am definitely not the guy who gets in fights. I don't fight people. I'm 40 years old. You're fucking boisterous, though. I, like, you, but, you speak out about things that you think are wrong. But if I see things that are wrong, I will say something about it. Absolutely. Because I think it's, it's our duty to protect our fellow citizens and our fellow humans from injustice or corruption or greed or whatever might be oppressing them. Right. Right. When and comics taught me that. I... It, it's funny. One of the, one of the things that I've kind of, I've gotten from books, and it, it's the older I get, it it changes a little bit. Okay, because when sure. you're, when you're a kid, you're, you're not as invested in what's going on. Right. When I'm a kid, I, I just want to swing around like Spider Man. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, dude, I want to punch shit, and that's awesome. <laughs> and like as you get older, it's like the the emotional depth of it is what really starts to hit you. And as you the older I get, the more, the more and more and more that affects me. So like seeing the deterioration of a uh, superheroes relationship in, in a comic book that right. happens often. Yeah. Um, so you look at that and you're like, Oh shit, am I neglecting like my own relationship with my spouse or with my friends or something like that? Is there something that I need to be doing here? Because I'm, I'm off trying to, you know, be Spider-Man right now and I'm right. not paying attention to Mary Jane at home kind of thing. Right, exactly. And yeah. it, it uh, yeah, it's really, in recent years, it's kind of called my attention to my relationships more so than anything else. Sure. And that's been, that's been interesting for me. There's, there's societal issues, too, that I think it's, it's, it's a shame that a comic book had to tell you this societal issue was a problem. But one of the things that springs to my mind is Punisher. Punisher is... Not a hero. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. he is a mass murdering so sociopath. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? He he points that aggression at the right people, the right kind of people, but it doesn't change his methods are ridiculous. Right. It's like, it's like Dexter. Not sure. a superhero. Yeah. You're a mass murderer. Right. But at least you're pointing that rage at child molesters or gangsters or the people that are hurting our society, right? right? At least you're you're pointing that at the right people. Um, But one of the things that we've seen happen in recent years is Punisher has become more a household type of character with the television shows and, and, and the popularity and stuff like that is police and military putting the Punisher skull on their police vehicles or on their uniforms which is just ridiculous, and it is a shame that a writer of Punisher had to address this at all, but he did, and it was brilliant. Uh, Frank comes out of a club. There's a shootout going on inside. Cops are surrounding it. He comes out of an alley. Cops, freeze, put your hands up, and realize that it's Frank. Oh, my God, you're Frank Castle. You're the Punisher. Right. You're my hero. They put their guns away. They're trying to get his autograph, and he sees the symbol on their car, and he says, what the fuck is that? And they say, oh, we're your biggest fans. He takes the symbol off, and he tears it, and he says, let me get one thing perfectly clear. You and I, we are not the same. I am a murderer. You are meant to stop murderers. And he was like, and look, if you want a, an icon to look up to, his name is Captain America, right. and he'd be happy to have you. It is one of the societal issues being addressed by comics is something that most of the time goes unnoticed by the larger population, but it happens every week. Well, what's Some fun- kind of societal issue is being addressed by Superman or Batman or Captain America what's, or Punisher. What's so funny about that, though, is it's – Comics are getting more attention now than they ever have. And that's true, but I think that there's still a lot of people that Do they read them? No. Wouldn't would not no. know about this thing I just this anecdote I just related, right. right? That never heard that. No, and that's that's fair, but a lot of people did read the headline of an article sure. about how the Punisher yelled at some cops. Yeah, but the problem is the news media doesn't do any research when they want to talk no, about it. No, they things. don't. It, it, that shit one drives the, me one crazy. Of the, the things that bothered the shit out of me was hearing actual cable news people talking about Superman being gay. 
Superman's not gay. First of all, Superman's not gay. It was his son. Right. Uh, yes, does he look like Superman? He dressed like Superman? Sure. And he wasn't gay. He was bi. Right. So, look, you want to report on a story that's outraged to you? Great. Get your fucking facts straight, at least. Just report pick, on it accurately. You can pick up the book. Right. You can actually just read it and understand. It's fucking four ninety nine. Right. Like, you can swing it, I swear. Yeah. Yeah, that is such a ridiculous thing, isn't it? Well, I, I don't know why they grab it. Like, I don't know why. Well, I, it's because it's culture wars, and they're just, they're, they're they I just, guess. they're latching onto anything they can to strengthen their argument. <laughs> the fucking comic books? Like, yeah, anything, anything they can to strengthen their argument. But we're getting a little, we're getting a no, little we're getting off topic, off topic there. there. But I, I, I do think that. But it has a ripple that's a. Uh, that that is actually I think it is on topic because the ripples of what's happening in that story are if it's getting onto the news, it's echoing somehow, some way. I saw Tucker Carlson talking about gay Superman and Anderson Cooper talking about gay Superman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Two people on the extreme opposite side of the spectrum were talking about the same story and their inaccuracies were both the same. <laughs> yeah, well I mean they don't give a shit about the book. Right, like that's the point. But if you're gonna report on a story Get your facts straight. Right. Don't you have fact checkers? Isn't that what your staff there, is? There has to there has to be one fucking guy there, right? Because that Anderson Cooper's not a journalist. Right. He just he just has a bunch of staff working for him that right. put up a stuff. He Here's is, what you're going to talk about. He today. is a reporter that can read off of a teleprompter. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So yeah. don't you have research staff that you know? Wasn't there one person in the meeting going? Actually, that's not accurate. I read the comic book. <laughs> You don't have one person. He's like, that he's did like that? yeah, Superman's super gay. You should run with that. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to troll your boss and you're like, dude, he's gonna look so stupid to my people. Yeah, it was it was funny. I was talking to a buddy, um, and I was ex- we were talking about Henry Cavill, sure, and uh, him leaving The Witcher, and he's like, dude, he's like, he is my Witcher, and I'm like, that's cool, man. I'm like, I get it. I'm like, look. He's, I ain't tossing a coin to no other witcher, I can tell you that. I'm like, he's part of the tribe, okay? <laughs> so you're not going to get any argument from me there about him being fucking bona fide. He almost missed his Superman audition because he was playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. Dude's fucking legit. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm like, so he's he, one of our nerd friends. Yeah, he, he's one of us. <laughs> and uh, he's, like, he's like, it is so weird that my buddy says this to me. He goes, it's so weird to hear somebody... One, refer to a celebrity as part of their tribe. And two, to then <clears throat> call them nerds. And I'm like, well, that's what we are. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, that's what we are. And that's a badge of honor, man. I wear it proudly. I'm a nerd. You know, I mean, like, and, and the thing that's really funny to me, right, is how that badge has been co-opted by people that aren't really nerds because it's, for some reason, cool to be a nerd now. It's trendy. It's trendy to be yeah. a nerd now. <laughs> it's fucking alternative. It wasn't when I was in right. high school. I was beat up and picked on, and I was a nerd. You're like, this was not punk rock back then. No. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, if they're, if they're talking about, like, these things that are happening in these books on cable TV and news networks and all that shit. It's impactful. Yeah. It, 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 it does matter. And, like, maybe, maybe somebody picks up the book because of that. That's fucking cool. Sure. And there's definitely something to be said about, you know, uh, comics deal with societal issues. Mm -hmm. It should be newsworthy what's going on in a comic book because, again, it's, it's not only is it trying to show you a better way, but it's holding a mirror up to us as a society. Right. And showing us the problems. Now, in the comic world, Superman will go fix those problems, but... We don't have Superman. Well, I mean, we have to be Superman. I was going to say that's when you say, "Oh, we have I'm to Superman." Fix these problems. I'm yeah, Superman. Exactly. I can do this. When that, I think that's like you said, it's it's shining a mirror, and it can be shining a mirror at you too. And I think that's the part that makes it yeah. like fun. I, our job, our job is to be individually responsible, uh, responsible for ourselves. So sure. if I make sure I'm doing good because I see Captain America doing good. Well then, I uh, hopefully am impacting people in some positive way, right? And it, at least, if it's not the world at large, well, at least it's the people that I care about. And if it's Absolutely. them, well, maybe maybe they're helping somebody too. Then, yeah, like maybe it's going, it, maybe it reaches one or two extra people because I read these fucking funny books, you know? Right. And, well, because you never know what kind of impact you're having on a person, right? And when it's it has to be 
one, man. Just one, and yeah. it's worth it. We like, do what we think we should do, and we hope that garner, garners others to do that as well. Well, that's the thing that – that's one of the reasons why doing this show has always been so fun. I, it's when you have friends and family that will go in and listen because they love you. or sure. the, Or they'll click on it so it shows as a download. They're like, I helped you out. Sure. Whatever. Um, but then when, you, when you're having a conversation with somebody – and they're like, oh, dude, I know I listen to your show. And you're like, oh, cool. And something that you said, like we're having this conversation about, oh, you should read comic books because it can make you a, a better human. Yeah. And maybe they pick up a book because of that. Or maybe something that we said resonated with them and it's they decide to make some kind of personal change or something like that or try to be just a little more positive every day. That's fucking cool as shit, dude. Well, I think what catapulted us into this conversation was – no, I think everybody should read comics. They should. Right? I think they because should. I think it, it it gives you a perspective on the world and yourself that you might not have or you might otherwise be inclined to not explore. Right? Because whether you agree with who people are, you should at least be understanding of who they are. Right. Right? Whether you agree with their choices or not, you should at least try to understand those choices because that's the only way you're ever going to be able to accept them. Yep. Because I think a lot of people close their mind to any explanation. I don't like you, trans woman, right? But I don't want to understand what you've been through. Sure. Because then I might, right? And I think that's the problem, right? Just humanizing somebody. Right. Clo stop closing your mind to the suffering or the struggle of others. Because if you opened your mind to that, maybe you wouldn't be so quick to judge them for the choices that they have made. Or you don't know what kind of journey they've gone through. I, or you just, again, doesn't well, you should affect just you. be accepting, right? Doesn't because it you. doesn't affect you at all, right? I agree with that. I'm just trying to say that if you're going to be closed-minded, sure. you should at least try to understand why. Right. Understand the struggle before you're so quick to cast it aside like it doesn't matter to you. Right. Right? I don't like that guy because he is a different color than me. Right, exactly. Okay. But you don't know anything about that man's struggle, right. that life that he's led. Right. And you don't want to because if you did, it might soften your opinion. So I get why people guard themselves from that, but I think that's inherently a problem. And I think that's what comics have shown me personally Right, is understand other people's struggles. Interesting. Interesting. I it you are you're more broad with how you look at it than I do as far as when you're reading a book. Sure. Because I try I try to internalize a lot of it. Well, right. And you you pick out you pick up on single moments. You were talking about that exactly, a minute ago, exactly. right? I remember I, I this had, panel and that yeah. changed my opinion, right? It's yeah, it's imagery. It's it's uh beginning a lock and key. Sure. There is one panel that makes me extremely uncomfortable, and it's I'll, I'll show it to you when we're done here. Okay. Uh, so th they they kill the father father and then they brutalize the mom. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and like seeing the dude, it shows him playing with his pants. Right. And you're like, fuck. Like it's horrible. Yeah. You didn't see anything. Right. But you know, and like that that's powerful imagery and like that. That real that particular panel, I'm I'm like fuck, dude. I just reread it. Sure. And it seeing it again, I was like Jesus. But I think a lot of what happens, I think the reason another reason comics have been interesting to me, mm -hmm. or at least impactful, is because there are dark moments. There are Very. there are shades of gray, absolutely. But it's more implied than implicitly shown. Sure. And I think that can have a greater impact than just showing me something horrifying. Well, the, you know, the only reason for that is because, one, they started off as kids' books. Well, sure. And then, two, you had the, you know, comic book whatever Yeah, but we've society. moved way beyond that at correct, this point, correct. and we're still using that tactic. And I think that's because it's a far more effective storytelling tactic that you have to fill in what's going on as opposed to them just showing it to you. Sure. Right? Because not only are you filling in what's going on, but now you're thinking about it. Right. Now you're thinking about why it's horrifying. Right, when it's that, that one image, you start drawing conclusions from it, and mm -hmm. then you, you play out an entire story yeah. just because of it. It's one of the things I really enjoyed about Sandman. Sandman, in, in its presentation, mm -hmm. was the kind of thing that showed you the darkness. Right. We're not implying darkness. No, this is, this is darkness, and we're going to show you. But when we translated that to the program, the show they did for Netflix, yeah. they walked that back a little bit. 
and they more heavily implied what was going on, which I think, again, is much deeper because it makes you think on your own. It, it it's not something that's just right there in front of your face that you're interpreting someone else's interpretation of. Why? Well, you have to interpret it yourself. I think that I think what you're talking about is critical thinking is, sure. is what it becomes. And like that, like engaging that is so good for us and for people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, yeah, you're, you're filling in blanks. You're doing all, and it's, it's good brain work. It's really, really good brain work. Absolutely. Um, and it makes you smarter. It may, it's neuroplasticity is what it's called. It, it allows you to uh, learn things better. And that sounds so stupid because I'm talking about comic books. <laughs> no, that's what, that's what, that's, I think that's what the, the core of what we're getting at, right? Is it can be complex. It is complex. It's a, no, it's a grown up thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, there are, they're kid you know, books. children who yeah. come into the store and their parents or parents who come in looking for things for their children who say, you know, my kid really likes Batman. What should he read? And my, my first question is, well, how old is your kid? Right. If they say 10 or under, Batman is not for your kid. I'm sorry to say that. Yeah, we can look at Batman 66. There are, yeah, I was going to say, there are children's Batman stories that I would point you to that have no substance and are right. just really fun storybook type things. But when you talk about getting into the complexities of this character, this is not a story for your children right. in any capacity. Deadpool is another one that I hear a lot. My kid loves Deadpool. Well, you, your kid shouldn't love Deadpool if they're five. No, they shouldn't love Deadpool. The Deadpool one is tough. The Deadpool one is tough. Well, because they put him in cartoons and stuff. Everything. Like, he was in that Spider-Man. He's, he's um, funny. Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon yeah. that Disney XD did. No. And all the kids came in. Oh, I love Deadpool. What can I read about Deadpool? Well, that and there's, there's Nothing. A, a box office, you know, just smash Yeah, but the movie hit. was rated R. It right? was. So if you took your kids to see that rated R movie, well, then maybe we're having a different conversation. It, no, no, no. It was. However, your kid is seeing the advertising for it. That's true. Um, everywhere sure. you fucking get on YouTube boop, advertisement sure. for Deadpool. Yeah. And then, uh, if, if they have social media, I don't, it, my kids are not on social media, yeah, but I, it, social media is the devil. I don't know. A lot of <laughs> social media, <laughs> a lot of kids have it though. Sure. And I guarantee you they're seeing shit for it. Yeah. Especially when assholes like me will post it. Because I'm like, dude, I fucking love it. You remember when that uh, the leaked Deadpool trailer came out? Yeah, and yeah, that little, dude, little CG thing they made. We're sharing the fuck out of that. Oh, yeah. yeah they were like, hell yeah. That was how the movie got made. No, I know. It's the positive reception to just that little 10-minute long clip made With, that movie happen. That Ryan Reynolds may or may not have leaked, yes. Yeah, he did. Oh, no, of he course he did. did. Of course Someone he did. else went down for it, though. Did you know that? No. They actually, like... The IP address was traced back to the original leaker, and he was an employee of 20th Century Fox, and he they prosecuted him. That's so fucking Because ridiculous. it was internal. It was never meant to be seen by the public eye. Yeah. It was designed to be a proof of concept so, for Fox as to why this movie could be great. So, uh, so somebody puts that out, makes, makes the masses lose their fucking... Mind. Yeah, I, I think that guy's a hero. I don't remember who it was, but I think he's a hero. That's exactly what it sounds like he it was. Gave us Deadpool in movie form, and not, that yeah. was a great movie. So, not all heroes wear capes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Some of them leak shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so for me, it's the imagery. For you, it's it's the it's the concepts that the stories are uh, evoking. So, social, um, yeah. internal. Uh, I think there's a lot of good that it's done me over the years just based on my own ideas about race relations my own ideas about sexual orientation my own ideas about politics have definitely been influenced by batman and x-men and spider-man right which is weird to say to take something like that but i think that's why more people should get into it right because what you will see in those moments is a mirror that reflects back at you what you need to reflect on. Right. Right? Like, it right. definitely does that. It definitely, there are perspectives that I've carried with me until I read a really good comic that made me go, oh, have I been wrong? Has that been the wrong perspective to have? And I can't cite any specific examples, but. I, I think what happens when you're reading a comic book, too, is you don't necessarily feel like you're being preached at. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that helps. Well, sure, because a religious person would say, well, I get the same thing from the Bible. And that's great. There's nothing wrong no, with getting no. good messagery, Amazing. messaging right. from the things you enjoy. 
I just happen to enjoy comics, and I get good messages. Well, and they did a Jesus Christ Bible comic. <laughs> yeah, well. That was a whole thing. I mean, they did. There's also been some that have really taken the concept and applied it to comics. There was a comic called Second Coming that was published by Ahoy. It was actually pitched to DC, but DC rejected it. So the premise of the comic was Jesus' second coming happens. He comes back to Earth, and God puts Jesus in the care of Superman to help him understand oh my gosh. the modern world and his role in it. Well, so DC rejected the idea, so they took it to Ahoy, and they basically created a character that was just Superman. He even looks like Superman. He's wearing different colors and stuff, but like of course. the way his hair is done, the way his face looks, his jawline, he's very Superman. Um, just enough to not get sued. Yeah, right? and it's just a little, it's, it's so like they, they did, the imagery is really what, you, you talk about that, like single images that really paint a picture of what this is for you. Right. And one of the covers I think that really paints the image is you have Superman and Jesus. I mean, he's not Superman, obviously. He's, Correct. you know, yeah. light man. I don't even remember what he was right, called. Right, right. Right, but, Great man. <laughs> they both they both are holding a criminal between them. The Superman character is punching him in the face, and the Jesus character is giving him bread. Oh, my God. This is what the book was, right? The book was Jesus learning what modern society is from Superman. <laughs> and it was great. That sounds hysterical. It was hilarious. So I understand why... Some people might look at that and go, well, that's blasphemy. Sure. You're making fun of my religion. No, I'm not making fun of it. While it is comical in the way it's presented, the messaging behind it is important. It's Jesus, your savior, literally trying to learn what modern humans are, what the modern world is from a man who stands up righteously and defends them, which was your role anyway. Right? Jesus, right. you're supposed to stand up righteously and defend man. Well, that's what Superman does. Right? So it was an understanding. I mean, yes, it was a comical book, and it was made as satire, right. but it has a good message in the end. It is heartfelt, the way it's presented. It also had one of my favorite things. Uh, Superman gets taken to heaven at one point to talk to God. And oh God. <laughs> so God says, well, come on, Superman. We're going to go down to the food court. And Superman says, there's food court in heaven? God says, of course there is. What are you talking about? And when they go to the food court, the restaurants in the food court are restaurants that failed on earth. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you have, like, a Shoney's. You have an old In-N-Out burger. You know, like, all of these restaurants that didn't do well. That's hysterical. It's great. That's it was fucking a really, brilliant. It was a brilliant little, little, comic de little storytelling device that they used. Oh my God! And then the nameless rabble of mom and pop shops. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was chain restaurants that just failed. That's hysterical. <laughs> so they went to heaven. Yeah, all the lawyers are in hell, though. <laughs> <laughs> but so I think, no matter what book you're getting it from, I think comics have definitely had just as much impact on me yeah. as the Bible has on a religious person, or the Quran has on a Muslim person or the Torah has on a Jewish person. It, it, you know, am I comparing my document to theirs? No, of course not. But what I am saying is it has shaped me. Like they say, their stories have shaped them. Right. Because it, the concepts are all the same. Look, replace Jesus with Superman. The concepts are all very interchangeable. He's a savior. He's the savior. He protects mankind and he loves them and he cares about them. He's Jesus. You know, again, I am not a religious person, but there is something to be said about a lot of stories evoke that imagery. Right. So whether you're getting it from one place or the other, you should be getting it from somewhere, right? And I think comics are a good place to get it because in addition to all that hopeful, beautiful stuff we've talked about over the course right. of this episode, you also get some pretty cool storytelling devices, right, that are used we talked about our top five favorite comics of all time and why they are our favorite comics. When there was 10 comics there, that's the, right. it's like, dude, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There. I challenge anyone that comes into the store, look around, really look. Something in here will appeal to you. Oh, 100%. There are stories about everything. I like superhero stuff, but that's just a small fraction right. of what the comic industry has to offer. 
you're a horror file. There's horror stuff. If you really want slice Witches. of life, mm. really want slice of life stuff, there's slice of life stuff. If you want fantastical slice of life stuff, there's that as well. Right. You will find something that will appeal to you because it's a medium for everybody. One of the things I've held firm to the belief of, this is for everyone. You know, you'll have all, you know, uh, you know definitely uh, in the past, it has been geared toward a male audience. Sure. But I think in the modern era, what we have seen, and when I say modern era, I mean 90s on up. Sure. What we have seen is a more progressive look at this. And this isn't just for dudes. This is for everyone. And even if it is, you know, uh, uh, primarily primarily targeted right. uh, in that way, is there exploitation of both genders? Absolutely. For sure. Male characters for are sure. basically naked. Yeah. I mean... Look at Spider-Man's You don't put spandex on yeah. and see your abs. That's not how spandex works. Have you ever put on spandex? It does not contour to your body like it does in the comics. Depends on your build. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you could put Arnold Schwarzenegger from the 80s in some spandex, and he would not look as good as he does without a shirt on. I'm telling you, it does not work that way. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't look like Superman yeah, there. Spandex does not contour to your body in that way. So I think comic... Artists have always drawn the nude form. Well, I was going to say it's it's figure it's figure drawing yeah. for sure. We're drawing a nude form and we're just painting in the skin. Well, the the thing that's crazy about with a it, costume. Yeah, they they've always done it, superheroes have always been based off of what the art community would call the ideal person. Sure, as far as like physique and the stuff Vitruvian like that. man, exactly, yeah. or or woman. Yeah, uh, so it's like, the, and they are they're changing a lot. Yeah. A lot. In because the one of the things years. I hear people say all the time is, we well, just don't see the same exploitation of men, male characters. And I'm like, bullshit. Look, Nightwing's ass made me question my own sexuality <laughs> when I was a teenager. Okay? <laughs> that man has a beautiful ass. Just throwing that out there. My wife showed me a video the other day that was sent to her by a friend of us from TikTok that was literally a whole video about the, the, the Nightwing butt thing for all the years. Because he's always been one of those characters that is drawn looking back at you. Oh, that's his So that his butt is in the shot too. He's got the best butt in comics. There is no butt better. It's it's like the uh, Captain America line. That's America's ass. Yeah, it's the best butt in comics. There is, is no butt better. That is DC's ass. <laughs> but I think again to kind of to kind of bring it all full circle, I think yeah, everybody should should at least try this. Right? Because Wait. it's it's Deeper than people think it is. When it, here, here's the thing. If like if you're listening to our show, you probably already you probably do. You probably yeah. do. If you don't, you can reach out and ask. Yeah. And if you're and if you already do, convince someone who doesn't. Right. Find something that would appeal to your friend who's always said, "Nah, I'm not going to read comics. That's for kids." I I I've handed so many people lock and key. Sure. For that reason, they're like, "Dude, I don't, I don't want to do that superhero bullshit." I'm like, "Cool." I'm like, "You want some just wild stuff? Well, I can deal with wild stuff." All right, yeah. read this one. Anybody that's ever told me they don't like superheroes, I say, "Read Invincible." Oh, Invincible, so you'll love superheroes. Dope. You know, I got it's the book for it's the superhero book for people who don't like superheroes. I got, uh, <laughs> I got so many friends into that based off of the Amazon series. I was like, look. Oh, the, sure. Yeah, I was yeah. like, look, the, the the series is fun. I'm like, I forgot that even happened. It's fucking great. Is that ever coming back? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's they've renewed several seasons. Oh, okay. But I'm like, yeah, do this. I'm like, and if you like this, you need to fucking pick up the omnibus is cheap. And oh yeah, the compendiums are like forty bucks. Right. I'm like, you pick yeah. that shit up, dude. They're, you have they're phone books. It's it's, <laughs> it's massive. You have so much reading yeah. there, and there's Eight so much volumes of the story. Are so in that much story yeah. that you're not getting yet. Yeah, like get it and love it because it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember watching the show. It seems like the show's about twenty issues of the book, and, yeah. and the book ran for hundred and sixty something, a shit ton, hundred seventy maybe. I don't think I, th it made I it think to no, no, no. I think I think it was right at around the one seventy mark because yeah. I think. Uh, I think they had actually reached out to fuck. What's his name? Kirkman. Th Kirkman. Thank you. Uh, they had reached out to Kirkman. Like, are you going to do 200? And he's like, no, nah, man, story's done. Sure. Yeah. 
And, and it was. Hats off to you. Yeah, dude. yeah, it was. He hats had a starting point and an ending point no, for his story. Hats off to you that you yeah. didn't push a 200 just for the fuck of it. Just to say you got to 200, yeah. yeah that's, he did the same thing with Walking Dead. He did. Yeah. He did. When Walking Dead was over, he was like, no, it's over. It's done. This is all the story I have to tell. <laughs> that I think that would be one of the most... Uh, the Walking Dead shit is so daunting when you're first, like, when you see how many there are just lined up next to each other. It seems like so much. Yeah, but it's only four compendiums. It's not a lot. So that's eight, figure eight compendiums a piece. That's yeah. 36, give or take, volumes. It's 36 trades or whatever. Of a story. Yeah. 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 And I think the final compendium's not even eight, I think, because there's only like six or seven to fill that one up with. No, it, it just seems like so oh, it's fucking daunting many. to get into. Um, yeah. But it's like, dude, you pick up the first one, you're good. Well, honestly, I mean, that you can still get those in trade form, right? And the, the, mm-hmm. the volume one of the trades, I think like a nine ninety nine trade. And if you don't like it after six issues, you probably aren't going to like it. Actually, Amazon gives a bunch of those away on Audible. Sure. Yeah. And you I mean, can, I work in the retail industry, so I have to sell them or I don't make any money. Right. But no, I no, think no. they're only like $10. Well, you should, <laughs> you should go to your LGS because one of the things that you get there, your local gaming or comic shop, yeah. it, when, when you go there, you can actually pick the motherfucker's brains that work there. Oh, of course. They, yeah. they might. I'll talk to you about Walking Dead all day. Right. They might like some cool shit. Yeah. You didn't know about. Jason reads everything. I don't read everything. That Dude, is that is incorrect. The stack of books that you take home every week. It I seems read, like in everything. I read a lot of superhero stuff. There, there's a you read a good variety of stuff. I don't though, man. I'm going to tell you. Like I go outside of the superhero realm because of specific writers and artists. Sure. That's with, fair though. With but that means I am probably missing out on a lot of things that would be great or that are great just because it's not in my realm and it's not someone I'm familiar with, right? Well, one of the things that I noticed when I was working at the shop was that a lot of of the other clerks at other stores and stuff were more just into the indie books. Like, that was their bread and butter, not necessarily the superhero stuff. They had a couple of stories that they liked, but... They're like, no, I just really like these freaking indie stories. And there's a shit ton of them. Mostly image covers, but, yeah. you know. There's you're, not you're too many people horse. like me still working in the industry. That's uh, Because crazy. the indie stuff has just gotten so much attention. Yeah. Uh, so there's just, just not a lot of diehard superhero comic people anymore. I will always be one. But I love them. And they're out there. I'm not saying right. that they don't exist, right. but I'm just saying it's it's a rarity now in the industry because independent stuff is great. I mean, it's it's doing what superhero books do. A lot of times it's doing it better. Right. I just like the characters. It's why it's always been appealing to me. I just enjoy the characters. I enjoy how they're written. I enjoy that every few years or so, some new writer will come on and interpret the character a different way. I like seeing the same character interpreted differently. Not everybody writes Batman the same way. No, and it's 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 cool seeing a character progress over several decades. Well, I think that's how they've stayed viable, right, mm-hmm. is the fact that the writer, the creative teams change. When you have something like Invincible, Kirkman wrote that entirely. Right. When you have something like Morning Glory, Spencer wrote that entirely. It's nice to shift the perspective because the character doesn't change. The perspective on that character changes. Right. So you might have you know, from one issue to the next because of a writing change, a completely different interpretation of how the character interacts with the villains or the world around them. Mm. The character fundamentally still has to remain the same because they are the constant within the story. Right. But how these other things are interpreted can be wildly different between writers. And it's interesting. No, it, 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 it makes it feel fresh each time. For sure. is something, something new to get into. It's very, very interesting when writers switch. Yeah. I don't like when it happens two issues in. No, that sucks. I like to see somebody get to stretch their legs a little bit before someone else comes in. Well, I, I, I like that in a lot of circumstances, the writer gets an arc. Yeah. They, 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 have a, they have an overarching tale that they're trying to tell within so many issues. Yeah. So they make sure that they can get that story out. Right. Once they get that story out, it's like, all right, well, you're either going to write for a little bit longer or... Billy's going to come in or right. Susie's going to come in and try this out now. Mm-hmm. And then they come in there and they shake things up and they're like, oh man, well, you know, well, he, it's right. just different now. And it's, yeah, it is fun. It is fun. Yeah. I mean, at the end of all this, I think what, 
what I really want to hammer home is this is not what you think it is. No. If you've not been exposed to it and you have a preconceived notion of what this medium is, I I challenge you because the preconceived notions are oftentimes wrong. What if one of the big ones I hear is, well, this is for kids. It's not for kids, guys. Right. This is a store for kids. It's not a store for kids. I had an argument with a guy one day about that. He came in because he was upset because we had a LGBTQ display and we had a Black Lives Matter display and he was he was a right wing guy and he was very upset. And the argument he made, he's standing in front of the image shelf. The argument he made is, this is a store for kids. And I said, sir, if you turn around right behind you there, there's a book on that shelf called Sex Criminals. This is not a store for kids. We have things for kids, but most of it is not for kids. <laughs> it's, that's, it, it's for everybody in some capacity. Sure. Like you had said. And it's like you, you pick your poison. Right. And it is, it is the one tending shop's job to make sure that they're steering people to in the right it direction. And, and put them in the right direction. Yeah, right. absolutely. I'm not going to I'm not, not going to recommend my, my sex criminals for a 10-year-old. Sex criminals. Exactly. Yeah. No, cuz that's like borderline <laughs> fucking being molestery at that point. Yeah. Uh yeah, so no, I completely agree with that. One, if you I think there's I think another thing that people are scared of is the the idea that all of us are elitist. Um we're not. No, I I I try very hard not to be a gatekeeper. I want you to feel just as comfortable whether you have any knowledge or not. I will I love I love having stupid comic arguments with my friends and shit. I think it's so much fun. Yeah. Because it's just ridiculous and we're both talking about something that both of us enjoy or one of us enjoys and the other one doesn't and it's it's just a it's a uh it's an exercise. It's a mental exercise. Oh, excuse me. Wouldn't do that with a newbie. No. Like dude, I want you to feel comfortable. I, I want don't you want to you like to feel it. I don't want you to come in and think this is so daunting. No, there's a lot of entry level right, things is, you can get this into. This is not the asshole that runs the comic shop in The Simpsons. Right, exactly. That's gonna that's gonna berate you for your comic choices. Right. No, I, I want you to enjoy this. Yeah, a hundred percent. And there's something for you, I promise. So I think if if you think if you've thought in your life it's not for me, I challenge you to change that perspective because it is for you. You just have to find the right thing. Because there is something for you. I promise. 